Welcome to another edition of the Inside Scoop. My name is Neil Crawford. I'm your host and also the founder of Anytime Soccer Training. If you're not familiar with the Inside Scoop, it's a podcast dedicated to helping parents learn about the soccer pathways that would be available to their child if they live in another city around the world. And this week, we're traveling to South Africa to speak to a wonderful gentleman about youth soccer in Johannesburg. This show is brought to you in part by Anytime Soccer Training, and Anytime Soccer Training is the only training app with well over 5,000 training videos that are 100% follow along. And we're offering something special for your club directors and coaches this summer. If you want a way for your children or your players to get better over the summer in a way that's 100% follow along, contact me. I'll put the information in the show notes. We're offering a three-month free trial to any club or club director, no credit card, no auto renewals, no nothing. And that would give your um, players an opportunity to get better over the summer and give you an opportunity to see what we're talking about and help you see the power in 5,000 uh, training videos that are 100% follow along. So definitely check out our website, anytime-soccer.com. Contact us and we can hook you up with some free accounts now let's get on to the show and this is going to be a very very fast one this is going to be a speed round show because uh, i'm about i'm about to head to my son's soccer practice so i'm trying my best to get this done before that so i apologize in advance because typically i like to follow a logical order in the shows built on each other and i still actually owe you guys a show from um a previous show i did entitled five types of people parents players and coaches you can't help i owe you a follow-up show but today i was inspired i read a few things i was inspired to drop this show really quickly right now um while you know while it's fresh in my mind and remember guys this year is the negativity tour if i wanted to i do want to sell you something but i also want to keep it real with you because that i'm not doing this show, I'm not doing the stuff we do on the Facebook group, by the way, join the Facebook group, because I want to sell you something, because if I wanted to sell you something, then I would, if that was the only reason I was doing this, I would just try to tell you what I think you want to hear, but, but, but there are reasons why um, we've created Anytime Soccer Training, the reason I spend so much time on it, the reason I do, I'm doing this podcast, and if you, and let me just highlight a couple of those reasons that are important to me as a quick uh, intro to this particular show number one is i want to share actionable information with parents and i'm going to try to wrap up with uh, a quick tip that you can use in the backyard today uh, when we finish i want i want i created anytime soccer training because i believe that technology plus humans are better than humans or technology so the combination of technology plus humans is better and that tool that we've created will help your child build a rock solid foundation. Your team or your child will build a rock solid technical foundation. And we're gonna talk about that at the, during the show. But I also wanna build community where we can have um, honest and open, open civil discourse, right? We can support each other, we can congratulate each other, we can share funny videos, we can share videos of our children um, playing soccer, whatever. 
join the Facebook group, but we can also disagree because remember, as a parent trainer, I have felt like, and I and I think I represent some, is the unofficial mayor of parent trainers, that we read a lot of stuff that it's almost impossible to reconcile what we're reading to the reality on the ground. And then for so long, when we add nuance, we have been thrust into the category of the crazy parent. And now what we want to do is really dig deep and talk about some of that nuance. And that's hard at times, right? Again, if I just wanted to sell you something, I wouldn't go there. I would just kind of, whatever you say, I agree. And, and I'm in groups right now where I talk to the moderators behind the scenes because they're my buddies and they just rail about how crazy people are. People are, But publicly, they're the Pillsbury Doughboy and they're just so lovable and likable. And that's really, I, I want some of that really. I mean, that's something I'm trying to develop, but that's not really my personality. My personality is to say, let's talk about this stuff and let's try to share information that can that we can use to help our families. And, you know, it's going to be some good days and bad days. And that's just kind of how I am. And another thing I, I constantly say, say this, I want to share with you and share with my sons, the lessons that were given to me by my family by my father specifically, and those lessons in a community of that I grew up in a rural community of farmers. These are timeless lessons that pass down from generation to generation that I took for granted. But at times, and this is a precursor to um, a podcast I'll do in the, in the future uh, where we talk about our content marketers. At times, and I don't want to be too dramatic, but I felt I feel like those lessons are under assault. Now, I don't think that people are intentionally doing that, but what I'm saying is I'm, I worry that my sons might, or your children may internalize, or even the parents who are listening, some of these lessons or some of these messages that I just felt like are um, the opposite, the antithesis of what I um, was brought up believing and taught and so you know i know you heard the phrase of teaching the old dog new tricks and there's that but i'm really talking about even way deeper than that just philosophical scientific just a person can't be at two places at one time type of situation and i and and so part of that is to help my sons recalibrate and get, offer a counterbalance to some of the stuff that we are hearing. And that's what I plan to do today as fast as I can. All right. So if you're in the business of youth soccer, you're in the business of developing players. And part of that is helping them acquire skills and get better at their craft. And where I come in is trying to help players build and families build a rock solid technical foundation at home. I do that in person through the clinics and I'm trying to build a, 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 an application that can help more children do it. And that's really what I, what I want. But one of the challenges I have when I read stuff and when I talk to people is there's a lot of, I'll just say intellectual distractions that I'm reading. And I think it's, I think we need to go back to the basics a little bit. And that's what I'm going to do now. And I'm talking specifically to my sons and any family uh, that, that will, that is willing to listen to my voice. The goal is to get better. The goal is to build a rock solid technical foundation. 
And I view um, developing a child, especially as it relates to soccer, in the in much the same way as people build houses. And we're gonna do a we're gonna do a podcast on that where we draw some comparisons. But for now, we're just talking about that foundation because if you get the foundation right, then you can build almost any structure on a strong foundation. But if you don't have that foundation right, then any structure you're trying to build. Uh, won't last. It may look good at first, but it won't stand the difficulties, uh, stand up to the difficulties in the future. So that foundation needs to be, needs to be rock solid. And we're going to talk about that, um, talk about this in more detail in another podcast. Well, I believe there there are four main ingredients that are essential to building a rock solid foundation in anything you do when it comes to skill acquisition. There are four things that need to be, be in place. And I call them, I call this the tier system, okay? These are mandatory. And anyone who tells you anything other than this either is just not seeing, they're not, they, they, they may have a disconnect on the level of how strong that foundation is because you can have that or they're just not familiar with how skill acquisition works, okay? There's four components that have to be in place. And I'm going to be really quick because I'm about to head out. The first component is time. Skill acquisition takes time. You are asking your feet to do something that is reserved for your hands. That takes a lot of time. Now, how you spend that time, how you get the most out of that time, we can have that conversation. But time has to be part of the mix. In general, there are diminishing returns, but the longer the time you spend on it, the better. The next thing is part of the tier system is you need instruction. Now, how much instruction you need, the type of instruction you need, how that instruction is delivered to you, we can discuss. But in order to really improve, you need a degree of instruction. Now, I actually believe, personally, the proportion of time spent on it versus instruction should be pretty um, low. So it should be, you know, 20 to 1. For every hour someone is telling you how to do something, you should probably should spend 20 hours doing it. But that's not scientific. scientific. I'm just saying I've seen oftentimes people give a lot of instruction and leave a little bit of time to actually do it. And I actually think the reverse should be happening, which brings me to the next one, effort, right? So you can invest a lot of time and you can get some great instruction, but if you're not putting forth effort, then um, you're just not going to be successful at this thing you're trying to do. Now, I'm going really quickly, but when it comes to effort, there are a lot of folks you'll see on social media who, who, who I don't know where they're getting this stuff from, but they'll say something to the effect of if your eight-year-old is not out there juggling with their non-dominant foot or dribbling with their non-dominant foot for hours, then they don't want to, they're not passionate about the sport and therefore, you know, you, nothing you can do. No, it requires effort from the adults who care about the child and the child and the effort from the child and the adults has to be developmentally appropriate based on their age and 
the developmentally appropriate based on their desire to do this thing right but so that's why our videos are only three minutes long because that gives everybody a good stopping point to say do you want to do more can you do more can you do less but everybody can do three to five minutes i'm going quickly and the final one is repetition you cannot get good at something without repetition and there is a movement out there of people saying or implying something other than that and i don't i don't know what they're looking at you got to spend a lot of time on something. You got to get some decent instruction, right? There are exceptions to the rule. We're going to talk about that in another podcast. You got to put some effort. When they're young, it requires some effort from the adults, whether that be a parent, trainer, coach, and it requires some effort from the child. And you got to get the reps in. And those reps and that effort and that time has to be a much larger proportion than the actual instructions that you receive. As a matter of fact, I can do an hour session with my sons and only say three or four sentences because it's their repetitions, time, and effort that are way more important than anything I'm going to tell them on that soccer field. And then the glue that holds it all together. We talk about the glue that pulls it all together, that cement in between it makes it all work, right? That's the passion, the enjoyment the various formats and the experiences and all that other stuff that's really difficult to quantify. That's what makes your, your rock solid foundation so uh, cohesive and such it's so strong. That's the thing that bonds it. But, but where people get confused a little bit is you don't need passion to spend a lot of time to get some instruction, to put effort and get the reps. But if you're not passionate about what you're doing, it's always going to be something not quite right with your foundation compared to someone else. That love and care that someone else is going to put into their foundation, you're not going to be able to do it. But that passion and that enjoyment beyond the obvious of just, you know, their children or their humans and you want them to be happy and all that kind of stuff that kind of grows over time and that and bonds over time and we'll have i'm doing a quick one and i actually embarrassed because i'm just glossing over stuff but i just really wanted to get that out there to say there's a lot of messaging going off going around that i'm reading that implies something other than this and you may be saying wait a minute Neil, wait a minute wait a minute there's nobody out there saying you can get good at soccer without spending a lot of time on it and getting reps and you would be right they're not, people aren't necessarily saying that. They are guilty by omission or guilty by distractions or guilty by uh, confusion. So they'll say something like, um, I ask coaches uh, what, uh, it, why they do some of the things that they didn't like when they were kids. And the implication is, you know, you only should be doing those things to provide a degree of instant gratification, because obviously, why would you have a kid do something that you didn't enjoy doing as a kid? Or you'll hear someone say, hey, this has got to be fun. The implication is if they don't want to do these reps, they can still get the same result in a way that's fun. Or you'll hear someone say, ah, if that eight-year-old is out, not out there on their own doing this and this, they're not passionate about it. Therefore, it's not going to work. And all of these mixed messages, and I really want to take a second for my sons and then anyone willing to listen to me say, hey, it's pretty simple. You want to get good at something? Here. 
just it's a tier. You spend a lot of time on it. You get some instruction online, in person, whatever, read a book, whatever you got to do, get some decent instruction, put forth some effort and get the reps in. We can talk about what that looks like. Does that look like, you know, 70% free play and 20% deliberate practice and 10% this? You know, we will have that conversation. But what we but what we don't want to do is get bogged down in these mental distractions thinking there is some other magical way out there to get really skillful at something without a degree of delayed gratification, spending a lot of time on something. So, so an example would be someone might say, I think the way to do, I think the way um, U.S. soccer, the problem with U.S. soccer is the kids don't free play enough. Well, that could be true, right? More than one thing can be true, but probably the problem is they're not getting, they're not doing enough, spending enough time and they're not getting enough repetitions. And one of the ways that you get kids to do something longer and get them to get the repetitions is, is in an unstructured, fun environment that they own. But don't get it twisted. Time and repetitions is the problem. Now, how, how do we get there in a way that doesn't stress the child out, that makes them happy, that, acts, that encourages them to do more? But at the same time, we talked about another podcast, you ain't going to get really good at anything if you're not making sacrifices and a level of deliberate practice is not part of the mix. So all of these things we have to be thinking about as we say this stuff, but it's not um, kosher. It's not in the best business interest of a marketing interest or whatever of someone trying to sell you something to say, here's the reality. You gotta, you gotta put in work if you're gonna be really good at something. And it's really that simple. That, that, that's, that's not a good, it's, it's, it's more attractive for them to say, you know, creativity, we, have, we wanna raise creative players who are free to express themselves. And this is the messages that we hear as parents, but, and that stuff is important. And I don't think anybody has any ill will, but the bottom line is, you know, I'm trying to share with my sons and anyone willing to listen the lessons that I learned on the farm. You got, if you want to be good at something, spend a lot of time on it, read about it, listen to somebody who knows what they're talking about, get some kind of instruction, put a lot of effort in it and get those repetitions in and you'll be good. So to that end, let me leave you with the final tip. And I apologize, I'm going pretty fast. Let me leave you with a tip. Today, in my clinic, I train kids that are uh, maybe eight, nine years old, 10 at the oldest, but most of them run at seven, eight, nine-year-old age. And oftentimes, they have a difficult time moving without the ball. And one tip I give them, and I'll talk about the drill I use um, next time, is very simple with moving off the ball. Start where you want the ball, where you want to receive the ball. Then move quickly away from that area and come back to that area that you want the ball. Very, very simple, but it helps them um, sort of understand what that movement looks like. And it's something that we work on. And I'll share that drill with you at another time. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get better together. <laughs>